This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a, another episode of Tell Me This, not just another episode, but a new season. I really can't believe that we are into season four. Just, I just need to pause for a second and take that in. Fourth season. It's crazy. Thanks to everybody who's been so supportive, who's agreed to come on the podcast, who's offered feedback and ideas. I'm so grateful uh, for you, the listeners, for my interview, uh, you know, people who come on for interviews, my co-hosts, the work that I've done with Brianne and Danielle, uh, Rebecca, um, who did some interviews for us during the pandemic, and just to all the amazing guests we've had over the years. It's been super fun, and uh, we're in the midst of doing some research using the podcast, so we're learning all sorts of cool things about belonging and, and our definitions and understanding of belonging, especially during this you know global pandemic that we've we've all been enduring. And yeah, so first episode, season four. Uh, it was a great summer. I hope you all had a wonderful summer. It was really an important time to, I don't know, decompress, to unwind a little bit. We spent a ton of time with our kids and oh, just felt really good. We live really close to the water, so we spent a lot of time at, at the water in Rhode Island and Maryland and Massachusetts. So I don't know, it's something about that salt air, that salt water that just makes everything seem better. <laughs> so <laughs> the crashing of the wave, the salt air and the salt water were just fantastic. Um, I also say, I hope this has been true for other folks out there. It really was the first summer that it felt like we could, I don't know, re-engage with the world to venture out to, you know, I don't know, get ice cream and sit outside or grab a bite to eat somewhere and just be with friends and family and new faces that you meet along, you know, your summer adventure. So um, not feeling so much worry about, you know, social distancing and and things of that nature. I mean, sure, sure, sure. We, we were still careful and cautious and there are still some places that appropriately so we were masking. But nonetheless, it just, 
I don't know. I felt less worried and not, it wasn't as hard on the kids this year, right? That I was like, oh, it's, don't get so close. And this year we, we, I don't know, we just could breathe a little easier. So I, I really do hope that folks listening also felt that, that sense of, I don't know, is it relief? Um, yeah, maybe it's relief. I don't know. But I hope you were feeling some of that as well. In other news, um, I took a new job and actually officially started July 1. Um, it's crazy. Uh, the irony is not lost on me that this time last year I was celebrating the publishing and release of my book, Dancing with Discomfort, a framework for noticing, naming, and navigating our in-between moments. So the irony is not lost on me that in the spring and into the summer, I myself <laughs> was going through some pretty significant in-between moments in those transitions. And so, um, yeah, I found myself, um, you know, now that I look back, it, it was fun and, and curious at the time, perhaps it was a little bit harder, but I found myself, you know, checking in on my book and some of the things that I've re- had written and thinking there were places that I would love to t- tweak it, clarify it. And, um, yeah, so it was kind of fun to sort of check in with, with the book and my reality. So, yeah, so my new job, I left Johns Hopkins, um, as a full-time faculty member and a leader of a, a of a graduate program. I'm still doing some coaching for um, School of Education students. So I'm really having fun doing that. I coached several of them this summer and we're really ramping up for this fall to do more of that work. So I feel very lucky that I was asked to stay on to do that work because as many of you know, I just love being in that space, especially with students. So it's been it's been really cool. I am now officially at Loyola University in Maryland. The funny thing is, for folks who are familiar with the Baltimore area, Loyola is literally 10 minutes down the road from Johns Hopkins. (laughs) So even though I'm in Massachusetts with my family and still fully remote, um, I literally hopped from one campus uh, to another. And I'm super excited. I've been hired in a similar role, actually. I'm still an associate professor in their school of education, um, doing some different things, creating space for more of the research that I love, the podcasting that I love, really focusing on uh, leadership kinds of courses and supporting all different kinds of leaders in the work that they do, whether it's coaching, teaching, you know, all those sorts of things. So, and I'm also very, very excited to be part of, I'm actually, I think it's faculty fellow or something in the School of Education's new Center for Equity, Leadership, and Social Justice. And I have been invited, which is so exciting, to bring a podcast, perhaps this podcast, into the center, along with um, the research that Brianne and I have been doing on belonging into that center. And so I have a feeling, audience, that there'll be more on this pretty soon. I'm hoping to invite some amazing researcher, practitioner, scholars onto the pod to talk about the work that they do in the various spaces across, um, you know, all things related to education, um, 
either in the school, supporting the school, supporting the families, etc. So I think it's going to be really fun. The other thing that I'm celebrating this fall, um, and I have told one of my colleagues at Loyola at some point I'll stop gushing, but I do feel at times like pinching myself because I can't believe I get to do the work that I'm doing at Loyola. And one example of this is I had, I have an opportunity this fall and we're in the midst. We're getting, we're meeting tomorrow. It'll be our third class. I'm teaching a class called reflective school leadership. And it's literally that. So we are spending, you know, the eight weeks we have together talking about the importance of critical self-reflection. What does reflection look like? What's its relationship to leadership? What, how can it contribute to you as a leader? And the, the coolest thing about the course, in my humble opinion, is we as a community of learners are working together to design and iterate our own reflective practice. So it's pretty cool to sort of watch and see what students come up with. I'm learning a lot about my own sort of journey with reflective practice. And so, yeah, it's just really cool. The other thing that we're up to is, of course, I'm um, with some colleagues infusing coaching into a few aspects of the program and just thinking about how we can start to build out a program of coaching, which will include some research. So, um just a lot going on. And I'm, again, just super, super excited about this new adventure. Um, And I'm sure you'll hear more about it as the as the academic year continues. So what are we what are we doing um, this fall? So a couple of things. Um, The first is, I mentioned earlier that I had been leaning on my own book during my own transition. And it occurred to me, that I'd really like to, and I've said it during season three, I think, in Solo and even the, the days that I hosted with Brianne, that I'd really love to think about some kind of workbook for the book. And so what I'm proposing to do is I'm thinking a lot about inviting a small group of individuals who hopefully listen to this podcast to participate in, you know, a sort of draft version of what this workshop, what this workbook would look like. And what I'm hoping is that, you know, people will read the book, we'll do a bit of a book study, we'll use the workbook. And the beauty of doing it this way in a pilot sort of fashion is that I'm going to be picking the brains of all those amazing and smart and talented people to think about how to make it stronger. So if you're interested, please feel free to reach out to me. It's carrieborkoski at gmail.com. Um, I would love to have, you know, I'm thinking potentially, I mean, it would be great to get 10 people, maybe even, you know, six to eight would be okay too. So I will um, remind folks of that later on this fall, but that is something that I that's bubbling up. And, you know, it'll be a combination, as I said, of doing a book study together, using the workbook, and then potentially if there's interest, I'm also going to be offering some coaching um, to sort of, you know, work through some of what comes up in the book and the workbook. So um, yeah, so really the only charge for volunteers will be to get a copy of the book. Um, I'm going to offer the other things 
um, really as a barter, right? The, in exchange for your participation and feedback, um, I'm going to offer up the workbook and some coaching. So yeah, so that that's going on. Um, the other thing, of course, that's going on, as I said, the kids are back in school, teaching new courses, in the midst of transitions of adjusting to new schedules, people, places, and just feeling like there is a lot to celebrate in the midst of the transition. And I'm doing my level best to be in these moments of transition, to enjoy these moments of transition, to leverage potential opportunities during these in-between moments and worry less about running through that transition and wishing that I could get to a point where it was not in transition, right? Because that's that's the human reaction. And what I keep telling my students and what I keep telling myself is we need to figure out how to slow down and sometimes reverse course on that sort of instinct, right? And try to just be in the moment, be with the moment and experience it. So So what's in store for this season? Well, no surprise to anybody, we're going to continue to focus on belonging, um, connections and strategies, you know, to do the work. One thing Brianne and I really try hard to do, and I hope you're seeing that in every season that we offer, is that we try to bring a mix of experience, right, perspective of someone we talk with, We try to connect that to some research, however you define research. And then we also try to share strategies, really tangible strategies that as you listen or after you listen, you can try to put them into action and then tweak them and make them your own. So I hope that you're still feeling that about the podcast and that definitely is going to happen in season four. We are shifting now. So if you remember, and if you haven't had a chance to listen to the first three seasons, wow, you have a lot of content to go back and get caught up on. So um, season one really was, and it's so funny, I have to say, for people who haven't listened to season one, um, you know, I I would ask for a lot of grace (laughs) because... Season one was the first, right? It's the so you got to start somewhere. And as I, I think back and listen to those episodes, I'm like, oh, there were so many things that I tweaked and changed along the way. But hey, that's you get better, right? You you live and you learn, and you get better. So so just keep that in mind as you listen. So in season one, I really used a format or a formula that explored belonging elements of belonging, pieces of belonging, usually used a story to make some connection, offered some research, and then offered tangible tips, right? So so the, the structure hasn't changed all that much, save for in season one, it was mostly until the end of season one, me bringing stories and a lot of stories about my grandparents, because remember, I started the podcast to honor Um, my grandmother. So season two, you know, Brianne and I found ourselves in a global pandemic. And we thought if we're going to do this work, I think we need to explore belonging as this thing is unrolling. And that's exactly what we did. We talked to teachers, parents, mental health professionals, researchers, 
anybody who was willing to speak with us during this global pandemic about belonging. And so we spent the year from fall of 2020 into spring of 2021 just having amazing conversations with people, sharing their definition of belonging, how it's shifted or not as a result of moving into a pandemic, and what they prioritized, which was really interesting to see how people were willing and really committed to dropping, you know, certain things and picking up other things, right? So, of course, not surprisingly, a lot of the information that came out of that were, you know, prioritizing time and space for students, for your kids, for your colleagues, for your friends, for your family, giving yourself grace and celebrating that you were able to just show up and be present today, not necessarily accomplishing anything. And I find that so fascinating because Brene Brown reminds us that, um, you know, talks about living a wholehearted life. And her definition of wholehearted is being enough, right? No matter what you did that day, without any accomplishments, when you first wake up, being able to truly say, I am enough. And it makes me wonder if what we're learning or what I learned during the pandemic is our bar, right, for being enough really was close to I'm here, I'm enough, even without accomplishments that I typically see. So so it's been really interesting. I think the other thing that I learned listening to people and, and, and experiencing the pandemic for myself is we tend to show up um, more, more closely aligned to who we are. Um, I think for many of us, for a lot of us, you know, our backs were against the wall and that looked different for different people. It was more of a serious struggle for others than some others. I, I understand that the experiences were not the same. However, we were all facing a pandemic that really gave us no other choice but to admit that we were having a hard time, whether we were tired, whether we were upset, whether we were sad, whether we were scared, whatever the what was, it felt like we were more willing to align our internal with our external, which, you know, we've talked, Brianne and I have talked a lot about Parker Palmer and living an undivided life. And so in these moments that feel like crisis, um, it's interesting how we were able to show up for each other. Um, the last thing I'll say, the last learning I did, well, there was lots of learning, but the, the last thing I'll say about season two, which was super fascinating, similar to showing up as yourself is I noticed, and I think there's been some carryover that when I would be with someone mostly virtual, um, I would ask, how are you doing? Or they would ask me, how are you doing? And, you know, pre-pandemic, that how are you question that gets thrown around a lot, right? We sort of, we, that was sort of the like social norm is to say, oh, how you doing, right? And then we would sort of say fine or good or happy. That sort of changed during the pandemic. When we asked how you were, I felt like people really wanted to check in. They really wanted to make sure things were okay. Um, and so I find it, again, really interesting 
as hard and difficult and long and scary and all those words that the pandemic has been, I also saw a lot of care and love and listening and concern and connection. And I think that really came through for us in season two. Season three, if you remember, Danielle Scarano agreed to co-host with me. um, And we had the absolute pleasure and privilege of interviewing eight. They happen to be female leaders. Um, I don't know that that was by design. We definitely wanted to talk to leaders and it just happened to be female leaders. We talked to Christine Dercole from Peloton. We talked to Mamie Hostetter, who's the president of Relay University. Um, We talked to Jessica Anastasio, who's a former Olympic athlete and now coach ice skating. Um, We just talked to so many amazing leaders in their spaces and learned so much about what it takes and what it means to show up as a leader who cultivates belonging, who prioritizes connection, and who wants to really build community. And again, the goals of, of that season were to offer really tangible and specific strategies around how to do that work. Like, how do you, as a leader of a university, of a Um, team in a, you know, multinational corporation like Disney, how do you still prioritize community connection and belonging when you have the pressure of, you know, the profit and loss column, retention of students, graduation rates, all of those metrics that externally determine your success, how do you still honor those things are at your core, right? And it was just, it was amazing to speak to each of those women and just have the space and time, you know, I mean, we got to visit with each of them virtually for, I don't know, anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. And it was just an incredible gift of time that they shared with Danielle and I, and we just really had a good time doing those interviews. So, So that's a recap. So we went from what is belonging? What does it look like? What happens when you're facing a global pandemic with that thing called belonging? How do leaders think about and enact and embody belonging in their organizations? And this season, Brianne and I really felt like it was time to explore belonging within and between our relationships. And when we say relationships, we mean a diversity of relationships. It could be kids in a classroom, teacher and a student, colleague to colleague, neighbor to neighbor, um, significant other to significant other, brother to sister, sister to sister, whatever the relationship. It could be I was talking to someone who we're going to interview later on in the in the season, I was saying it could be someone that you work with on a, you know, a volunteer committee or at your church or at the local YMCA at the, you know, children's theater or, you know, musical um, theater, whatever it is, however you define relationship. And what we're really hoping to explore is how does belonging show up? Does it show up? If it does, what does it look like to you? Is that a word you would use, belonging? 
Um, and if not, what do you call this thing that we've been talking about for for three, three seasons? So I think it's going to be a fantastic season. We Again, we are so lucky that so many people have agreed to come on and be interviewed. We have executive coaches who are deans of university or schools and universities. We have faculty. We have um, athletic coaches. We have um, clergy. Um, we have parents. I mean, it's just going to be pretty amazing and diverse lineup of interviews this season. And I think it's going to be really, really good. So um, I hope you will sort of stay tuned and keep an eye on um, what we're up to. Take a listen. And if you have ideas for people to interview, ideas for other podcasts, um, please send me your ideas. As I said, it's Borkowski at gmail.com. Um, we have about, I don't know, we have a lot of interviews, probably 10 or so interviews, but in between those interviews, Brianna and I will still be doing some, um, you know, just where we're having conversations. So we're looking for ideas. So if you have some ideas of, of topics to explore or something you want to hear on the pod, a cool book you read that you want us to highlight, just let me know. I think it's going to be a really great season. I am so grateful for all the time and opportunities we've had in building this podcast. And I'm just really excited for season four. So stay tuned for the first interview that'll be coming up here soon. And as always, please reach out if you have questions, comments, ideas, want to come on the pod. Um, I'm always open to feedback and finally, I will say, as we shift into the fall, I hope you will take some time, take a moment for yourself, <sighs> take a deep breath and take in whatever space you're in right now. If you're in a, a what feels like a good space, take some time to, to mark this in-between moment and celebrate it, lean into it. Name it for the joy, the happiness, the peace, the love, whatever it is. If you're in a not so great moment, take a second deep breath because you might need it and name what you're feeling and just see what you can learn from that feeling and figure out, ask yourself, what do you need in this moment? What can I do to support myself? What can I ask for that would be supportive? What can I shift to start moving in and through whatever I'm feeling? I really want us to take in these in-between moments, right? It's not about getting to the next waypoint or mile marker or finish line or, I don't know, next job title, whatever your next is. Life is way more than the next. Life is these little moments, right? And so wherever you find yourself right now, take some time for yourself. Take some deep breaths. Take care of yourself. And remember that you are enough, no matter what you've done or not done in this very moment.
All right, everybody. This has been another episode of Tell Me This. I am your host, Carrie Borkowski, and I am super excited to bring you season four this this year. All right, everybody. Take care. Be well. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.